Welcome everyone. I'm uh, Dr. Joab Fromer. I'm the head of the Center for U.S. Studies here at Tel Aviv University. Uh, first of all, uh, we are uh, safe and uh, secure here at, at Tel Aviv University's campus. Uh, and then, of course, safety is our priority, right? So everyone knows what to do in case anything happens. But, you know, uh, we're very happy to have two of our international students here, Ari and uh, Maria. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll let them briefly introduce yourselves in a second, but I, I just want to say something uh, about our special guests. Uh, both uh, Ari and Maria are international students at the uh, at Tau. Ari recently arrived here to begin his master's program in environmental studies, uh, having completed a bachelor's in political science from SUNY Albany in New York State. Uh, Maria is here to begin a master's in security and diplomacy, right? So I'll be teaching you next year. Uh, uh, and she joins us after completing a bachelor's in criminology from the University of Malta, right? So very kind of international, interdisciplinary, uh, diverse uh, student body. Uh, like many other international students at Tau right now, uh, after the horrific and unprecedented terror attacks of October 7th, uh, both Ari and Maria felt that they couldn't just stand by and do nothing. Uh, and so I'm here to talk to them about some of the important initiatives that they've started, including a task force committed to telling the world the story of what's happening on the ground right now in Israel. Uh, so welcome to both of you. Uh, I just want to say on, on a personal note, how, uh, you know, as, as a faculty member, as a teacher, uh, but, but also as an Israeli, uh, how, how uh, immensely proud and, and privileged, I think I, I know I am and many of our faculty members of all our students, but certainly the international students who uh, you know, not only are here really, but, but in the fact that they've taken this initiative uh, to, to help out, to do the right thing as, as they see fit, uh, to take an ethical stand, a moral stand, uh, and, and to do it on your own. And I, I certainly think, you know, I commend you for it. And we, I think as Tau faculty, are immensely proud of you. So it's just important for me to, to, to state that. So I, I want to start maybe just, if each of you maybe can briefly introduce yourself uh, beyond just, you know, the, the techniques that, that, that I uh, introduced. And, and also t tell us what brought you here to Israel and to Tau specifically. Uh, maybe Maria, you want to start? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm 29 years old and I come from a very small um, village in the southwestern part of Malta. Um, Israel has always been a place of wonder for me. This is actually my third time, so it's not my first time being here. Um, and I actually arrived the day after the war started, so I kind of knew what I was getting myself after. into. Yeah. And you still came. Yeah, I still right. came. Good for you. <laughs> um, and... I mean, this conflict has been something that's been very interesting for me in terms of wanting to study it more. So it's actually been the the actual point of my dissertation, but also in the way that it impacted the cycle of violence in Europe on the Jewish diaspora. Great. Uh, Ari? Hi, yeah, I'm Ari. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Long Island, New York. I've been living up in Albany for the last five years. I worked for the New York State Assembly as a researcher, and I came out here... Um, because I wanted to be somewhere in the world that uh, environmental diplomacy meant something. Because whether this conflict or anything else, the biggest conflict will be the humans versus our own environment. Uh, and we all have to work together on that. So Israel is on the forefront of uh, sustainability and diplomacy with other on um, the Gulf states and in Africa. And there's so much work that needs to be done. So I wanted to be somewhere where... Uh, Peace initiatives, obviously, it's a very different time now. Yeah. I wanted to be doing water diplomacy in the West Bank and, and with Jordan. We'll see how things even out. But I think regardless of how this goes, we still need to all work together on environmental issues. 
Right. And, and maybe that's it. You mentioned water diplomacy. If there is yeah. certainly no silver lining yet, but if there is something that eventually might help bring us together yeah. uh, in terms of conflict resolution, maybe it is environmental studies here in, in the Middle East. So, all right. So I, I want to go back to last Saturday. Right. Uh, it's I, I, I will never be the same. I don't think any Israeli will and, and probably anyone who, who witnessed what happened. Uh, and, and, and if you can maybe share your personal experiences that morning, right? You, right, you, you flew in just a few hours after, yeah. right? And Ari, you came in yeah. a day uh, earlier, right? So it's, it's 6 a.m. It's a holiday, it's Saturday yeah. morning, you know, and, and it's, we just thought it's going to be another Saturday morning, the end of the holiday. We're going to get back yeah. to school, get back to work the day after and sirens. And, and c- can you maybe just, uh, Ari, share your experiences from that morning? So, um, I, I got into Tel Aviv Thursday night, um, and I was out pretty late that first night with a friend. So I slept in very late, um, uh, Friday. Uh, I went out with my roommate, uh, who all my roommates have left now because of the war, but my roommate took me out to synagogue for Simchat Torah and we stayed out late and then had the quintessential Tel Aviv experience. I went out clubbing. I came back, I was about to fall asleep and I heard the first siren. Um, and then I kept checking my phone and seeing things getting worse and worse, telling my roommates. And then the second siren, which was much, much louder at 10 o'clock. I didn't sleep until about 1.30 p.m. to take a, an hour nap. And I was up just staring at my phone, couldn't stop looking at the videos coming out from the south. And it got worse and worse and worse. So, uh, Maria, you flew into Israel after yeah. all this. So it's, it's good you had the opportunity to fly in because a lot of the flights were canceled, of course. Yeah, can, can, can you tell me what? Uh, you know, how you were feeling and, and probably you had some hesitations or second thoughts or maybe no when flying into what what is essentially a war zone, unfortunately. I didn't have any reservations because I feel like I'm here to study this anyway. So I feel like it's in a way I'm experiencing it better because I can understand what is going on on the ground now. But basically, I found out by just opening up my phone and being on social media and seeing my Jewish friends posting about it um, and it was a very hectic day for me because I was still packing right, right. I had a wedding to go to in Malta <laughs> in Malta so I was like at the wedding you know trying to mingle with people but at the same time like constantly checking and I'm like will my flight even be on and I didn't have like a direct flight I had a self-transfer so I had to get to Bucharest anyway because that flight wasn't going to be cancelled and then I'm just there at the Bucharest airport waiting 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 to see will we get there and then you come to Israel and there's the sirens and the... That night, I didn't, in our dorms, we didn't have any sirens. Um, but yeah, the next day, as soon as I'm literally, very 15 minutes that I get out to just go and buy some plates and cutlery for my apartment, a siren goes off and I'm out on the streets. Oh. And and were you okay? Are you are you were you able to deal with it? Because the first time is this, you know, not even the first time. Certainly, the first time is quite shocking and, and nerve wracking. Um, at first, I started to panic, but then a woman in front of me fell, and I just focused on getting her up. I grabbed mm. her carrier, and we just ran to shelter together. So, so but that so that that that's a very. It's it's just a, you know it's an example, but it's a very good example I think of, of of how we get through this by 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 solidarity and being together and helping yeah. each other. And that's actually a very good segue to to what it is that that you guys have decided to help launch. Uh, and here I want to say uh, uh, hundreds of Tau International students, right? And of course the, the 
most of our student body is Israelis, and they, of course, are involved in, in many initiatives, uh, both humanitarian, civil society. Many of them are, 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 in the res are in reserve duty, right? But I think what is so uh, remarkable, I think, is the fact that hundreds of our international students, such as yourselves, have taken upon themselves to, to take the initiative and, and help out. And, you know, and do what you guys think is the right thing to do at this moment. And, and that's what I want to hear about now, right? Now, both of you are, are involved in a, in a remarkable task force, right? That has to do with, with telling the truth and kind of, and, and basically showing the world Israel's unprecedented human tragedy, you know, and, and the horrific events of last Saturday, because the world needs to know, right? So, so I'd like to hear about, about the task force. And I, I also know Ari, you're also involved in a charity in addition to that. So I'd like to talk a bit about that stuff. So, so, so let's talk a bit about the task force. Uh, could you maybe both tell me what, led you to, to be involved in this, to help, basically help found this uh, really remarkable initiative. Uh, yeah, uh, Maria. Okay. So um, the reason I decided to join, as I said, like I've done research on what this information on the conflict ends up doing in the Jewish diaspora. Um, and within the first few hours, you could see a lot of disinformation ongoing. And I, I was literally just finishing up this research and I, I felt like I needed to help out in a way. Um, and yeah, that's where we are. We're a group of very diverse um, students with different backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, nationalities and so forth. And we are all coming even with different political views in there. But I think it's a very beautiful initiative where we're just trying to get the message of what we are seeing here on the ground. So, uh, so, so Ari, can you pick up on that and maybe tell me the, what, 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 maybe just tell also the, the, the listeners what in a, in a few words, it, what, what is the task force kind of trying yeah. to accomplish? So the task force is disseminating truthful information uh, and fact-based information because in war, the first thing that dies is truth. Uh, I also got pulled to it because I studied disinformation in my undergraduate. That was my focus was mostly Russian disinformation having to do with election interference and just Soviet disinformation in the past. Uh, a lot of it to anti-Semitism, by the way, uh, disinformation that has been something that's been around since Elders of Zion when the Russian Empire used it and uh, Hamas's charter as a translated version of Elders of Zion. So it's, it's been used and disinformation is in the information age of war. It is the most effective weapon. And we saw that last night with the um, a really, really unfortunate attack uh, on the hospital that immediately all the news reports reported Hamas's story without saying, oh, this is Hamas reported it, just blank. And it takes a lot longer to disprove something. So even though there's video evidence, including um, including for Al Jazeera's own live uh, stream showing it, it's very hard at this point to uh, to disprove. And now there's riots across uh, yeah. the world at embassies and there was a, a firebomb in Berlin. Yeah. So disinformation is dangerous. And I joined because I wanted to help uh, lessen the impact of it. So I, I wonder, uh, as international students in, right, in Israel, in a foreign country at, the, at this, in a very difficult time, uh, what are, I suppose, the main challenges that, that you both experience even just in, and maybe if you can say for that what is it you actually do right maybe we can just say what does the task force do you said fight misinformation how maybe if you could say how you actually do that right i know maria you're you're, you're involved in content yeah. right uh then talk maybe a bit how to do that and maybe, maybe then Ari, you can talk about some of the challenges for the work that, that you guys are doing yeah. so um one of my main um uh, tasks is to look at the content that is coming up we see what we're going to be using and we fact fact verify it so we go through um uh, 
whether it actually happened, go through multiple um, news sources to see if this is, you know, what we actually are seeing on these videos. Um, we also look at who are posting this stuff so we can also credit them um, specifically. So that is just one of the things. We're creating a content database that will help us get out what we're actually seeing here on the ground. And, and then so you're taking all that verified fact-checked uh, mm -hmm. content, right? And then you're, oh, what do you do with it? Right, what, what were you spreading again? So like, we've uh, got the social media teams who are working on spreading it through Instagram, through TikTok, um, through Twitter as well now. Um, and we are also reaching out to um, uh, other organizations in various campuses around the world. So students, can, right? Yes, so, students. So we can get this information out to them as well. All right, uh, that's that's remarkable. So, so uh, Ari, I mean, uh, you you guys have been doing this for three days, I think four days, right? It's kind of just you started it. Yeah, a day not very or, long. Yeah. So, what what have you found, or maybe some of the main challenges? Uh, Definitely, it's like a lot of cooks in the kitchen because so many people want to be involved. We have a waiting list. Oh, There's right, a waiting nice. list for people trying to get into this because people want to feel like they're doing something. Uh, definitely, it's because so many so much information comes out because it just there's constant things coming in so having to go through it and verify that takes you know that takes a while and also lots of people um working together on something so having to streamline it and having you know leadership structure it's hard it's hard when it's also students doing it which is amazing that we're the ones running it all ourselves and so, i mean so it, it would it be too early to ask what have you guys learned already from this experience because this is this is hands-on in, yeah, in a way right you both said you you came here to study yeah. these things yeah. but yeah. the semester hasn't even yeah. begun yeah. and you're you're already practicing right what yeah. what, what you, you intend to study so are there any initial even lessons that, that conclusions that you have i think the main conclusion is that i thought there was a lot of disinformation out there there's way more than i mm. thought Mm -hmm. So much more than I thought. Um, even the way that videos are being structured, it's there's just so much. And it's even, you know, we have to decide what we're going to be putting out. What is our message? So that also has to come into play when we're verifying the content. What are we seeing on the ground here? So that also right. comes into play. So like, what are we focusing on? We're not trying to push political opinions because right. a lot of us, I'm a, I'm a peacenik and I came in with a much more uh, left perspective. Obviously, this war has been moving me in different directions and I'm still trying to have my idealism. Um, but we're trying to focus on verified fact because plenty of people, plenty of accounts on either side are going to be pushing narratives and it's important for us to be pushing fact because the truth will speak for itself. So, uh, so one of the lessons, I think that some of the students have already, uh, who are involved in this initiative, I think that they've already said is, is that how difficult it is on one hand you mentioned you're a peacenik right and i know a lot of different students have different political views right uh but so it's this idea that everyone comes together right and again i, I know just how diverse the student body is and yet you're able to unify around around something yeah. and even though you know some people feels you know this about, about the conflict and other people talk about the context and everything there, what is that thing that brings you guys together because that for me is the most astounding thing because i know how diverse ideologically linguistically religiously racially geographically mm -hmm. all of you are so is there one thing that really brings you guys together do you think i think it's the fact that we all want to share what we are really seeing over here and counter the narratives the disinformation narrative that is out there Right. I mean, so, so, so it's really important here, right? Because a lot of people would ask, wait, so why, what is the distinction kind of between what 
you know, quote unquote propaganda mm-hmm. or the IDF or the Israeli foreign minister is doing and what you guys are doing. And I, I think what's remarkable is that you're international students, yeah. you're speaking out as international students, right? And you're not taking uh, any explicit political position saying these not, people not are right, they're right, right? So, so yeah. it's what, so it is the human tragedy and the fact that you were in Israel to mm-hmm. witness it that c- compels you kind of. Yes, and we don't, uh, our main focus is on disseminating information. We also are verifying survivor counts and uh, uploading stories. So in the future, this can't be something that is said that it didn't happen because I mean, Holocaust denial, genocide denial is something that happens even in a day and age when we have verified photo information. I mean, they were arguing the semantics if it was 40 babies that were beheaded or burnt alive. Okay. They spent that long working on that, but it took, uh, at two hours to, to, to make up a narrative about what happened yesterday. Uh, it is really hard to not get emotions tied to it. And people, when it comes to conflict, their emotions are the most impacted thing. So trying to stick to hard, cold information, it can be difficult, but we're not trying to push a narrative and we're not trying to push talking heads. We are just showing what is happening. Have you guys faced any pushback? Already or not yet or because there has been a little from what I've seen on the accounts online. Yeah, there has been a That's expected bit online, though. But yeah, it is expected. Oh, yeah, a lot less than you think. Uh, I think it is because we're not trying to just like we're not putting Ben Shapiro up there. We're not <laughs> doing whatever we're trying. We're trying to keep it, keep it in a, uh, a neutral. I mean, neutral. I mean, this is tragedy. You know, how do you be neutral on tragedy? Uh, facts are neutral, though. And they don't take sides. Right, but maybe, maybe you can, right? I think one of the impressive things that I see here is that a lot of the students are saying, you guys are saying it implicitly, but some have said explicitly that you can't be neutral in certain moments of tragedy. That's right? true. And that's maybe hard. that's also something. Right. That. Well, uh, I mean, the civilian element for me yeah. is, is definitely the, the, the tragedy of it. And I, and I personally uh, care about civilians on both sides, but it's like mm-hmm. the narrative, like what is the difference between the sides in this case? One went in intentionally trying to murder and harm uh, civilians, you know, uh, and I think is like, we're not trying to focus too much on what's, what's happening. Um, on, uh, on the other side, it's important to, to show what, what is happening in the truth that, yeah. that, that things are happening, but it's, it's really important to, to focus on, on civilians. I see. Okay. So, uh, I, I know a lot of the international students are, are involved in this task force, but also in a lot of other things, mm-hmm. right? And I know Ari, in addition, you've, you've, I don't know how you found the time, maybe you're not yeah. sleeping, but you've no, also had the time to, to found a charity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, we like, actually just got full nonprofit status a day, really? a day ago. Yeah. How, how, I, tell us about what is this thing? <laughs> how'd you, how'd you do it so quickly, please? Uh, good question. Uh, mostly adrenaline. Um, <laughs> there's, there's definitely a, an idea of channeling trauma for sure. And I think there's some sort of like the people who aren't going to serve right now, they're, we're, we're just here. We're in the middle of this extremely painful episode of this country. Uh, and we want to feel like we're doing something. So uh, I started going, the first time I left my apartment was actually to go to Dizengoff Square when it was an impromptu um, like supply drive and people okay. were collecting for uh, for soldiers and civilians. And then I went to the the, the, the Expo Tel Aviv. There was right, massive. Right, right. And I met some other students at the student union here run by the Israeli students was doing collections. And I met some other international students. And we decided to... Uh, create an organization uh, that would allow people uh, outside of the country to help uh, donate funds. What, when did you do this? Like in the last seven hours? Uh, uh, maybe five weeks. Th- we've been doing it for over five days around about. And what's uh, it? It's called Operation Mana? Mana? Yeah, Operation Mana. And we've raised over $11,000. Wow. 
uh, and the money goes to direct aid to civilians specifically. And so we go and we go to a drop site and we ask, what do they need? And then we go and buy it. We get money, we spend money. Can you give me an example of something that you did? Because it sounds amazing. Sure. You've done this in the yeah. last five days. Yeah, right? no, we, we've been going almost every day. Um, and then we're also volunteering. We've gone to sites with displaced families. And we were also at, uh, near Serona where um, families are uh, putting up signs for kidnapped. Right, and that, we're, that, right, that, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to also just, just, just do service and feel useful. I think that's also, I felt so helpless that first day sitting in my apartment. I think that a lot of people can feel like that here. We felt trapped and I felt like I was actually contributing to something and it made me feel, I guess, better in some way, but that's not why you do, you do it because it's important to do because people have to step up. Right. So this charity, it's uh, Operation Mana, M-A-N-N-A. So, and it's, so you're, you're 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 raising money and then for specific needs that mm-hmm. some of the either the victims the victims family the yes. hostages families yes. that exactly need, so right. it mostly goes to people who have been displaced and their fam- that's mostly people from the south right uh, now the north too cuz uh, Hezbollah is getting involved right. um, so that's tens of thousands of families that are now in hotels around the country um, and obviously families that have been impacted and survived and so we get supplies, we get shampoo, we get non-perishables, we get basically a, need. essential needs. Yeah, we get essential needs and we get two or three shopping carts at a time and we'll uh, we'll go and get it. And, and then you go and give it yeah, to them. Yeah, so we're basically a, a pipeline to the people who are already set up. And it's really amazing seeing how efficient these drop groups are. A lot of them are run by the ex-protest leaders, right? Yeah. which they already have this organizational structure. And it's yeah. amazing seeing it, the efficiency with it. Right. So here, this is something for the sociologists and the political scientists in the crowd. But of course, the fact that you had the infrastructure, the irony, of course, the tragic yeah. irony that the infrastructure was here because of uh, nearly what eight months of, of the protest against the judicial overhaul, which meant there was money and people and organizations in place to really you know, step up and, and take care of a lot of the victims and the hostages' families in the last week uh, where there has you know, been a vacuum, unfortunately, but by the political and the and the and the state's institutions. All right, so I I want to begin wrapping this up, but I want to ask a question of, of both of you, uh, and it's how can people help? Right, uh, we have literally thousands thousands of of students, international students, students from partner universities. I've gotten over the last week at least two dozen emails from from past international students who, who want to help out, uh, and and this can be the task force, a charity, a feature. You maybe can say something about how international students here in Israel uh, and Tao specifically c- can help out? Well, yeah, of course. So um, we're always looking out for more volunteers, of course, because our task force is growing. So there is the opportunity to volunteer with us and get in with our team. Um, we're also, you know, we are on the socials, so you can help us out by even sharing our content, the content that we are getting here from on the ground, share it out with the rest of the international community. Right. So, and you have an Instagram page, a TikTok page, yes, and a Twitter page, and a Twitter now as account. Well. Okay. Um, the handle is Israel War Story. Israel War Story. So that's how people could kind of contact and, and get involved, right? Israel yes. War Story. And you need more international uh, volunteers all yeah. over the world, different languages. The more even just sharing the content. I mean, it's important to yeah. just share it around different circles. So it's okay. not an echo chamber. All right. Yeah, so great. Right. So, so that's one thing. Uh, Ari, what else can people do to help? So, uh, if you want to get involved and you're here and you want to help volunteer, we are always looking more for more volunteers and task force, but also Operation Mana. It's entirely run by international students. Um, and if you want to donate and just spread it around to people, uh, we, we have a Venmo, we have a, a, a full, uh, again, it's a nonprofit, so we have direct ways to pay and just let people know that there's stuff going on here. 
Um, and you can go on our Instagram, Operation Mana. That's uh, two N's, M-A-N-N-A. And you can look us up and just see what we're doing. Okay. Thank you. All right. So I, I want to thank both of you, Maria and Ari. And, and I want to thank all of our Tower International students, really, uh, and alumni for the amazing support and involvement. And, and we really are proud of you, right? I'm not saying that's a cliche. And, and, and I certainly hope... Uh, that better days are, are ahead for all of us and that you could get back to focusing on, on your studies and not having to do all these uh, wonderful initiatives. Uh, right, so thank you very much. Thank you so thank much. You.